night. Testing, testing. My level's good. They look good. They look okay. Boom. Good, because I got some stuff to say. Alright, this is probably, this is the first episode of Glory to the Game, but it's going to be probably the most chock-a-block full because we got a couple championships to talk about. The St. Louis Blues celebrated their first Stanley Cup win, which was amazing for them. Not so much for the Boston Bruins. A little tough for the Bruins, yeah. A little tough for the Bruins. And then Forbes, I know, good, historic, right? We'll get into that. Forbes put out a list of who the wealthiest athletes are and who's getting paid, and it's very interesting. And then another championship, the Raptors just celebrated theirs yesterday with the parade. And if you're sad basketball is over, don't be, because we got you covered. I am joined with two gentlemen who I call friends, and they love this game of basketball. Introduce yourself, guys. I'm Justin Montero. I am Matt. If you're sad that basketball ended, don't be, because we got you covered. The Big Three Basketball League is starting up this weekend, June 22nd and let's have a little bit of an overview of the league guys because maybe some people don't know what it is yeah yeah so so uh so it's called the big three um it's a three-on-three league that was started by ice cube and his partner jeff quantinitz in 2017 they're going into their third season like you said third season starts this saturday at 8 p.m on cbs june 22nd um and it's, it's really been for me it's been a nice sport to kind of fill in the gap over the summertime. A lot of times, basketball, hockey, off seasons of sports kind of drag to an end in the summertime. You have baseball, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball guy, but it's just not lots enough. of baseball, right? Right yeah, now, I mean the rest of the year is jam packed with sports. You get a lot of stuff going on, and the summertime is kind of a stagnant period. I mean, obviously it's nicer outside, but I mean for some of those sports fans, especially basketball fans, it's a long time till the fall. So I mean, the big three's been a nice kind of void filler over the last couple seasons, and coming into season three, they've really expanded into kind of. Uh, kind of grow the league to the point where you have to pay attention to them now. So we're, we're really, we've started the podcast because we're, we're fans of basketball period and uh, we noticed there wasn't a lot of coverage and we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of hop on uh, on this bandwagon before it starts really taking off. I like it. Yeah, and uh, I've, I've been, Justin's a much more of a hardcore follower than me. I'm kind of new to it. I've heard of it over the last couple of years and I've watched it here and there, but when uh, the idea to have a podcast covering the league came forth, I was like, we should hop all over that because, like Justin said, there isn't a lot of coverage about this league. It has done a lot of growing in the last couple of years, but there's still there's still a vast majority of people that aren't familiar with the uh, brand of basketball that they bring to the table. And by brand of basketball, I mean, how often do you watch the, M- the current NBA and ridiculous fouls, flops, all that stuff, and just like, good God, man, like, where's this... Where's this tough old school mentality? Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the big three. The big three has a bunch of these old school guys. Uh, and it's it's kind of like you know going down to the playground and watching you know some of the best guys in the neighborhood battle it out. And uh, it's you know it's physical, full of trash talk. They literally have a best trash talker award. Ugh, I love that. And oh so, so it's just yeah, it has. Gotta love it. It's a nice change of pace from the current NBA, which is a great product. Don't get me wrong. The big three, I think, for anybody who wants. A different flavor of basketball, and, and and if you're a fan of basketball, period, you should t- definitely tune into the big three. Ice Cube is basically the face yeah. of it, kind of. He really, and he's a really good person to represent it. But who really helped in making an official league? So really, the two main players in, involved in getting the big three started were Ice Cube, like you mentioned, and uh, a man by the name of Jeff Quantnitz. Jeff is a guy who was uh, a producer in the entertainment business for a long time, and I'm not really sure how him and Cube got associated with each other, but I know that. Essentially, those two guys are the driving force behind the big three. Like you said, Ice Cube's kind of the more known face. But from what I've learned, and kind of especially doing this podcast, I've learned that Jeff has 
just as big a role in all this as, uh, as Ice Cube does. They really develop kind of the game plan about how to go about developing the league, what rules to put in place, how to put the rules in place. Um, and as you mentioned, kind of how to develop the structure. One of the, not only do they have women involved in their coaching, um, but they also have Lisa women Leslie. involved. Lisa <laughs> Leslie, um, last year's championship winning head coach, Nancy Lieberman. But they also have some in their front office up top. They, um, they brought in former CEO of the Oakland Raiders, Amy Trask, oh. over the last couple of years. Yeah, and she's serving as their chairman of the board. So uh, they, Clyde Drexler was actually one of the head coaches in the first season. Mm -hmm. He stepped back to become the commissioner of the league. So they have some strong leadership up front, and they're really trying to make sure that this isn't just another sports league. This is something that can stick around and is a staple in the sports world for a long time. And I think they've done that, especially where you can see leagues like the AAF this year trying to come mm -hmm. in and trying to survive and not last one season. Ice Cube and Jeff and Clyde and Amy, they're working on season three of putting out quality big three basketball. And uh, – I really think it's just getting better and better as the years go on. I think also too with the uh, the various platforms, uh, streaming services, all that, what have you, uh, it, th that has also contributed to uh, different sports leagues like the like Justin said, the AAF and now the Big Three, and also the return of the uh, the XFL next mm -hmm. uh, next off season. Yeah. We'll see how that goes the second time around. <laughs> but um, a lot of these things, I don't know if you guys noticed on even on ESPN, they now have like a professional cornhole league. Oh yeah! This, oh it, my gosh! Uh, it's uh, it's actually it's, cornhole. It's actually kind of fitting because today is the 15th anniversary of dodgeball. Really? And and everybody <laughs> knows ESPN ate, ESPN ate the Ocho. Yes. They can literally have their own channel now with the amount of I've seen I've seen drone racing on ESPN. I've seen yes. I've seen cornhole. Cornhole was on, on too. ESPN cornhole too. gets intense. Cornhole, I remember. Uh, I've gotten stuck on my roommate, and my girlfriend were flipping through TV one night. We were yeah. just like, dude, there's nothing on. I think it was like last summer. Same thing, you know, baseball. It's nothing but baseball on. And we're like, dude, there's nothing. The Red Sox played a one o'clock game. Like, I don't care who's playing on Sunday night baseball. Yeah. And we're like, ACL, what is this? I'm like, oh, man. Like, this gets intense. This is dude. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, uh, I think with all the streaming services and everything and different media platforms, that's it's definitely given all these uh, amateur, I don't know if you even know if you want to call them amateur leagues, but all these new sports league, st sports league startups uh, a chance. They've given fans a chance to really see what they're all about. I like it because it's like everyone has this love for like the four major sports, if you do say so. And then they get really sad when it's over. And then you're like, dude, there's so many other sports you could get really into. And that's right. why it's good that we're giving platforms for these things, I think, because sports are always on. Let's be real. Exactly. Especially you can always find something, yeah. I know. And then ESPN has the ESPN Plus where you can get a ton of other content that they do themselves. Or And then I saw the other day a throwback of um, some basketball game, and it was on ESPN Plus. So they've had this platform for so long, but they're like just like – classics or something? Yeah, and I'm like, I didn't – they are just starting to, like, revamp it again, but they've had it for so long. It's so interesting. Back on, back on Big 3. Yeah. Last year I did not watch so much, so I don't know who won. Do you guys want to – do a little recap or just like a little tidbit of what happened yeah. last season? So last year, and I would actually, on our podcast, we, we recommend people actually, you can go check out some of these games on YouTube. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, these are actually some of the best games Big of last three, season. Yeah, Big 3 Basketball has their own YouTube channel. They have plenty of highlights, everything. You can go watch uh, go watch and get yourself accustomed to the league if you're interested in checking it out. Love that. That's smart. Yeah, the last four teams uh, last year were uh, in the playoffs were Tri-State, Power, um, and Three's Company versus the Three-Headed Monsters. Tri-State lost to power in what me and Matt is – I don't know if controversial is the right word, but uh, it was a close, close game. Uh, Tri-State lost in literally the last minutes of the game, I think by two points. Uh, and it was a heavily contested game where I think the season series was split 1-1 between those teams and power ended up coming out 
in the playoffs. Three, three's company faced off against Three-Headed Monsters. Three-Headed Monsters was in the finals the year before, and uh, they actually fell to Three's company. Three's company faced off against Power in the championship, where Power was able to pull out the win. Power was a loaded team last year, though. They had the MVP, the coach of the year, the defensive mm -hmm. player of the year, and uh, Chris Bergman Anderson. So uh, it was really kind of a stacked lineup uh, from the jump for Power. So they were the 2018 champions, but uh, they have Tri-State, Three's Company, Three-Headed Monsters, and a slew of new teams kind of gunning for them this season, oh, yeah. season three of the Big Three. Yeah, They're they, all They have stacked. four new expansion teams this year. Wow. Yeah, so they went from eight to 12. That is when you yeah. know it's it's doing pretty well, I it's think. It's growing, yeah. And I, I just want to mention some of the rules that really make the Big Three different, because there are some things. If you watch the NBA and you watch Big Three, it almost would look like You'd be like, what, what country are they playing basketball in right, right. Now? If you didn't realize it was three-on-three three basketball, you'd be like, what exactly is this? But it's three-on-three. Three. Um, they do they do have a four-point shot, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yes, it's I do remember that. Okay. There's, there's a four-point circle. You just have to have a foot in the circle, um, shoot from there, and it's worth four points. It's kind of like old-school street basketball where you have to clear the ball. If the other team shoots it, it hits the rim. Um, if the other team shoots it and it doesn't hit the rim, you can put the ball right back up and, and get two points. Mm -hmm. um, there's a 14-second shot clock. All games are to 50. The halves are at 25, so it's the first team to get to 25 five points, and they go to halves. Free throws. Free throws are not not conventional by any means. If you're uh, if you're shooting a two-point shot and you get fouled, you go to the free throw line to shoot one free throw for two points. If you're shooting a three-pointer and you get fouled, you go to the three-point line to shoot <laughs> one three-pointer for three points. And if you're shooting a four-pointer and you get fouled, you go to the four-point circle to shoot one shot for four points. So overall, it has more of a, an old-school feel, like Matt mentioned earlier, with the physical play, with some of the different rules. Um, it's certainly, if you watch the NBA, everything's kind of perimeter-oriented now, and guys like to shoot threes, even on fast breaks. You will not see that in the uh, in the big three, where uh, Glenn Davis and Birdman <laughs> and a lot of these big centers have gone. If you guys wonder what happened to some of these guys, you guys saw in the pros a, little, a couple of years ago, they're in the big three, and they're, uh, they're still doing damage. So, uh, like I said, it's kind of fun for anybody who's been a fan of basketball for their whole lives growing up playing. It's, it's the brand of basketball we all kind of play growing up. You know, we've all played three on three either at school or on the court, and uh, that's what the big, big three brings but on a professional level. Love that. I love seeing all the guys that you wish were still in the league, in a league, and they're playing, Absolutely. and it's I think it's more so their element because it's exactly not like the NBA that's more laid back. Trash talk and have fun. Yeah, the trash talk. Expect nothing less. Exactly. You, um, can, you can hear it from the coaches, the play. That's the best part. It's not just the players. You can hear Charles Oakley, Gary Payton, <laughs> Rick Mahorn. I mean, some of the, some yeah, of some the greats the, out some, there. Some of the coaches, yeah, all time greats. Michael Cooper. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Archibald. You know, there's Rick Barry. There's a, yeah, there's a ton of them. Great coaches. So, which are the new teams this year? Because I'm I'm looking at is Aliens a new team? Or, yes. Yep. Okay. They're a new team. Nate Archibald is that. It's uh, aliens. The four new expansion teams are aliens, enemies, okay. triplets, and okay. a team that I really have a problem with. You can do it. The, the bivouac. There it goes. Oh, the okay. bivouac. <laughs> I had to wait for Justin to say it just so I know how to pronounce the team. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like their symbol is like three ants. And yeah, like I just, around I don't get, a ball or whatever. I don't whatever. get it. Apparently, there's symbolism meaning it, what, what is it? Like an army without a home or something. Ar yeah, exactly. Army without a home. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was called, like, Bivovich or something. It was going to be, like, all, like, Dirk Nowitzki, Kristaps posing exactly. as Dutch players. But, yeah, I'd, Bivouac, I actually ranked them lowest. Uh, and on a, today's, we recorded an episode today, uh, final team preview before the game start this weekend, and I mm -hmm. ranked Bivouac uh, one of the lower teams in the league. Okay. We will see. We will yeah. see. I'm going to look like a fool next week if they come out and dominate in their first game. <laughs> I know. Well, you never know. That's the thing with sports. You never know. Like, people have these runs, and then they die off. Sports like, are great. Sports Absolutely. are great for that. That's 
that's why I didn't get into sports betting, which I'm sure everyone... Oh, no. That's, but a, if that's a language in, I don't want to learn. <laughs> that's a language I, I think I need to learn, but I don't want to learn. So may, I'm going to get into that on a different episode just because I need to learn a little uh, more about that. I speak before. a little bit. I speak a little bit of that language. You, ooh, a little bit. No, maybe no, you can no, teach no, me I'm a little bit fluent. of that language. I speak a little bit. Not a love language, <laughs> but like a interesting language. No, enough to get by. I can teach you enough to get by. So uh, bivouac, am I saying that right? Bivouac, yeah. Bivouac is yeah. On, the, on the low totem pole for UMAT, but what are some other teams on the higher totem pole for this year? Power, the defending champions, they're returning with basically their whole team. Okay. And they also have, uh, they actually just last week signed Clay Thompson's younger brother. Yeah. Uh, one of their major players, Ryan Gomes, went down with an injury. It's uh, un- unknown how long he'll be out, but uh, they, cover th- they cover their asses and, and uh, yeah. signed Michael Thompson to a, to a deal. So that just adds more shooting to them. It really diverse. It adds another dimension to their team that they're not necessarily lacking, but it, uh, now they have definitely some more comfortability in that zone. What, um, yeah. Does he have more than one brother? I think he has like three. Okay, because one so. of them's a baseball player, right? I think. Yeah. Because he he had this weird quote the other day. Clay did, sorry. And um, it was like he was naming off really famous people, and he couldn't think of a baseball player, and they were like, your brother's a baseball player. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, he's like, Even I didn't remember that. It's yeah, like, yeah. You're like, that's when you know. He doesn't tough. know what he's talking about. Exactly. Power, Nancy Lieberman's team. And Justin, what about you? Yeah, Power, uh, Tri-State, like I said, they finished the year kind of uh, not, not in the most ideal way, losing in a, in a tough semifinal matchup. Uh, one of the teams that Matt just mentioned, the expansion, I really like the, the, the enemy's team coming to the year. I know they're new this year, but uh, they're one of the teams who've added a bunch of new talent. They, uh, they have Gilbert Arenas, who's uh, coming mm. back to pro basketball. They have Lamar Odom, who's actually trying to make a comeback. They have a couple guys to, to kind of look out for. So I'm looking forward to seeing the enemies. Uh, Tri-State Power, as Matt, as Matt mentioned, I like the three-headed monsters and Three's company as well. The the runners up from the past two years, so there's a lot of tough competition. And as me and Matt kind of discussed before, the thing with the big three that I really really enjoy is that even the teams who we see kind of on the bottom, I can still see ways where those teams can kind of win more games than expected and and make the figure and, it out. Yeah, yeah. And, and figure it out. So it's it's it really is a wide open league. There's a lot of parity, and and every team really has a chance, especially just being a few days out from the start of the season. Who knows what can happen? So. I'm looking forward to just getting the game started after having a few weeks to try to just after a few months recap it anticipating and it all yeah and just be able to have some games to get into but uh, but I really like Puget Sound Power, uh, Tri-State Enemies, Three's Company, and Three Headed Monsters. I think those are kind of the up at echelon teams heading into the heading into the season. Look out for them. Besides that, is there any favorite players that it doesn't have to be you know a team, but like you just like I love getting to see them. Oof. I love seeing them perform. Even if they're like, you know, they're not too great, but like, even if they are great, you know, you're just like, they're on the court again, they're doing their thing. Absolutely. My boy Nate Robinson. Oh, love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Can't God, wait. I love it. He's on, he, he's on Tri State. Tri State's probably one of my favorite teams. Uh, they, it's uh, uh, Yeah, how can you not like that team? Well, it's also, too, the head coach, uh, head coach Julia, uh, oh, Julia Serving. Yes. Dr. J. Dr. J. Yeah, I really like Tri State. Nate Robinson, three times slam dunk champion. Jason Richardson, two time slam dunk champion. Uh, Julius Herving, head coach, slam dunk champion. I think Pelika's team is going to be a very high-flying roster. Can and, you uh, say they're a slam dunk team? Oh, uh, I think so. Ooh. With the Twin Towers inside, <laughs> with Amari and Jermaine O'Neal, they could yeah. be. I, yeah, I definitely like Tri-State. I think they're one of the stronger teams. Yeah, I, I really like uh, Gilbert Arenas. I really like uh, Joe Johnson's come. Gilbert Arenas, Joe Johnson, and Josh Smith. Those are uh, three of my players, three, three of my more favorite players in the in the NBA over the last 10, 15 years. And now they're joining the big three. Uh, 
guys who have been in the big three for the last couple of years that I enjoy. I really like Deshaun Stevenson playing for the Ball Hogs. You mentioned he's on Scal's team. Um, he, they're actually, they drafted DeSam Bullet, who's a guy who was the number one ranked uh, three by three player in the world. So I'm interested to see how he plays out this year. Mm -hmm. um, trying to think real quick. Frank Frank Sessions is a guy who played in the Drew League for years. Yes. He's coming over to show kind of how he can do against some competition, some elite competition, I should say. Um, I'm just to see how he does on killer threes with Steven Jackson. There's there's a lot of talent. If you guys just go and, and look through the rosters, you'll see that there's got to be at least one player on every single roster that kind of catches your eyes and, and kind of gains some interest. That's kind of nice. Um, even over the last couple of years, if you've been following basketball, Greg Oden, Greg Oden of all people, <laughs> Greg Oden's back. Yeah, He's back Oden. in basketball. Greg Oden's back. Um, so th there's there really is something for you, for for the older basketball fans, for the younger basketball fans. Um, if you just enjoy physical basketball, there, there really is something here for everybody. So I encourage everybody to check it out. Get your favorite team. Get your favorite players. Get behind them and get ready for season three of the Big Three. I know. Ugh, I just want to. I might have to make my way to Providence. Is that where it was? That's it. Providence. Yep. That's it. We'll be there. So. If they can't, if if you can't make it to a game, where are we gonna see the Big Three League, on TV or online somewhere? I believe this this season's on CBS Sports Network. Correct. So it's on CBS and ah. CBS Sports Network. So starting June twenty second, I want to say on Saturday it's on CBS and maybe Sunday on, on CBS Sports Network. Check your local listings to be sure. But uh, yes, every Saturday and Sunday throughout the summertime, uh, the Big Three you can find them Saturday and Sundays on CBS and CBS Sports Net either. Um, at noon, at 8, at 1, check your local listings again. But, yes, they will be on all summer long for a 11-week run, I believe. That's a nine-week regular season plus playoffs in the championship game. And I think they have on their website where games are if you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah, the schedule, the, schedule on Big Three the schedule on Big3.com is one of the only uh, reliable sources of information on that yeah. website. And it's, it's two cities per week. Um, it really is a great time if you guys can get out and see a game. It's uh, a lot of times now, I know like where we're from, ticket prices are outrageous to go see an event. Never mind if you want to take your family out to go see an event. I mean, right. you almost have to take out a small loan. The big three, I think, exactly. is perfect. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, it is. A, it and is it's, a a great, yeah. it's a great first date idea. Like, it's a good yeah. idea to do anything. And you, for us, we love just going to anything. Right. <laughs> any sporting related. event. But you get to go out, you get to see three games. Well, for me, um, it means a night off at work. So, yeah. <laughs> perfect, right? <laughs> It's it's a it's a great time out with the family, with your friends, um, with with a significant other. You get to go see three games, see a bunch of basketball stars, um, enjoy the time. It's a great atmosphere. One thing that's different about the Big Three than a lot of other sports leagues is, uh, last year I went to the games in Boston. I sat in one of the the, the front rows, also with hockey glasses. I walked right. I talked to Michael Rappaport, to Nate Robinson, oh to Amari Stoudemire, to Ryan Hollins. These guys walk right by. They have no problem saying hi, taking a picture, saying what's up. So really, come check out the Big Three. It's a, it's an interactive league. It's it's for the fans. It's for your family, and uh, it's a great. It really is a great time for everyone. It's more like personable, I feel like. It, it really is. Like, those guys will stop and talk to you, and it's not like, oh, security, security. No, right. it's, it's not. It's, they, they probably almost wish it is like that sometimes yeah. because there's no way to stop people from just – I mean, the guys come out, and they want to go sit and watch another game, and they get, they get mauled by everybody. But that's kind of, of part of the interaction, part of the atmosphere that uh, Ice Cube and the Big Three are trying to bring to cities around the world. And uh, it's nice that they kind of split the weekends up now. Now, instead of going to one city every week, they're going to two cities. That's mm -hmm. the glory of kind of the expansion is now they have more teams to break up. And, uh, yeah, the more the merrier. More for everyone. If you miss basketball, get into the Big Three League. And not only that, but listen to the Big Three Weekly Podcast. Where can they find that? So you can get us on SoundCloud. You can get us on Spotify. And we have an Instagram page where we're at Big Three Weekly Podcast. The Big Three Weekly Podcast, as Lily said. That is where you can find that. We digress, and we're going to head into some cash money talk. Oof. Did you guys see Forbes, which is a good 
reliable source for cash money, um, put out a list of the highest top paid athletes. It goes as follows. Lionel Messi, obviously, with football. 127 million. And then Cristiano's right below him. Mm. Neymar is below him. And then you get to four, which is Canelo Alvarez. And he's at 94 mil. So it goes football, 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 boxing. And then you have Roger Federer, tennis. Russell Wilson, there's American football at number six. And then Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Eight is LeBron James. Nine is Steph Curry. And 10 is Kevin Durant. So there's like a, there's like a spread, I would say. What does this say about sports? So honestly, the first thing that kind of stood to me is I was a little surprised that there wasn't, that Tom Brady was on the list, if I'm being honest with you. I, I, was, I thought for sure he'd be within the top 10 somewhere. But, uh, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, it, it kind of caught me. I, I wouldn't have expected the top five paid athletes, top four or five paid athletes, to not be one of the major four American four sports athletes. That's right? for sure. You would think um, with all the things that go on here. But I guess I guess it does kind of make sense. Um, we have salary caps on most of our major sports here, mm-hmm. whereas soccer, not to say it's unlimited money, but I mean, some of the transfer fees and the way money gets exchanged over there Ridiculous. is Ridiculous. I will hand, get into you know I mean? a little bit more of that yeah. later, too. So I can – I didn't think about it, but now that I'm sitting here doing that, I can see how – it makes sense. Those three right? guys were up top. Yeah, the thing that, that does confuse me though is Canelo. He's made more money than than um than Mayweather this year. I was gonna say Floyd because he did thing, that. Yeah. Or McGregor because he's been doing well, some Can- big Canelo, pay-per-views. Canelo's actually fought. Uh, he's actually fought in the last year or two. I don't think Mayweather. I think the last fight Mayweather had was against some scrub that everybody kind of made fun of him for. On New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was yeah. like a. It was like, oh, he's, he's going to sit here and brag that he's 50 and 0 now. It's like, dude, you literally <laughs> just pick some guy out of the gym and fucking beat the shit out of him. This guy, yeah, you're like him? Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, I, I mean, and everybody knows that May- Mayweather, by the way, is a cheap bastard, too. He, um, <laughs> just, just side note. He is, yeah. And uh, uh, I swear to God, <laughs> the, the, uh, the restaurant right next, so I work at a bar in downtown Boston, and the restaurant right next door to us is stripped by Strega. So a lot of athletes go there, and naturally we have, from time to time, have a few employees from Strip who come into my bar. And they were telling me once Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather went in there and made them stay open. The closing time is two o'clock. He made them stay open until almost six in the morning. <laughs> they were playing some sort of stupid game, and then it ran up like like a ten thousand dollar tab or something and tipped them like a hundred bucks. Stop. I swear to God. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I guess the rich get richer. You know, they don't spend money. Right. But yeah, Floyd Who Mayweather. Says- the guy claims I walk around with a backpack full of cash. I'm like, all right, dude, throw me a stack and we're cool. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. you, don't, you don't brag about that and then not do that. Because then there's a song that says, I think it's like a 21 Savage song where he's like, tell the waitress I ain't tipping. And I'm like, I'm like I don't like that. <laughs> I'm like, that no, doesn't actually, make me want to listen to this song even though it's pretty fire. You know what's so funny? Speaking, speaking of tipping, the, uh, the newest episode of my personal movie podcast is going to be uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh. And I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. But in the beginning, they have a t- they have a discussion of one of the characters uh, goes on a long monologue about why he doesn't believe in tipping, and uh, it, you know, I, it just and me personally, as someone who lives off of tips, anyone who in, in any way, shape, or form tries to justify not tipping is you can take a long walk off a short off a short pier. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't afford a tip, stay home. Where can they find That's that podcast too? Uh, Sp- uh, not Spotify. SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com. Matflix Movie Podcast. Uh, it's on Instagram at Matflix Movie Podcast. Twitter at Matflix Movies, and Facebook Matflix Movie Podcast. New uh, new episodes every week. Love that. Who doesn't love movies? If you don't, you right. can also go take a long walk. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, this cash thing. I was just thinking baseball. They don't mm-hmm. have caps on there. No. Ba- baseball doesn't yeah. have a salary cap, no. Which so. is actually why I'm surprised to see that, especially with the current with the contracts given out this past off season, uh, 
to uh, like Machado. Mike, Mike Trout, Machado, Bryce Harper. I'm surprised to see that none of these guys are on the top well, ten. Well, sadly, I think it shows the state of baseball. I mean, if you look, so we're talking about sports doesn't have a salary cap, right? Right. Those guys clearly have uh, – they, they make more money than basketball players do. But the tail end of that top ten is nothing but basketball players. So, I mean, just the endorsement dollars alone oh, must yeah. have – significant value to these guys and kind of shows you where baseball players really are in the lexicon of, of sports figures in this was it was that in the world you said the Forbes ranking was in the world highest paid athletes the world yeah these are all international guys I mean the soccer guys the the in the international sorry the football the, the, <laughs> the, the uh the world football players those guys the, like Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar, they go anywhere in the world and people are going to recognize who they are. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just for some reason, it's just not as big here as it is in everywhere else. Literally everywhere, everywhere. else. Yes. Everywhere Sidebar, else, yeah. Kylian Mbappe was at the Golden State Raptors game six. He was courtside with LeBron. LeBron was loving him. And then he went to Dodger Stadium. Everyone mm-hmm. loved him. He went to, uh, I'm sure he went a couple other places. And then he flew right to Japan. Even more people like mm-hmm. he yeah. was in Japan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. it's crazy. Right now, currently the with the um, women's World Cup is going on. Oh yeah, and uh, it's huge for people at at my. I used to do the day shift at my bar, and one of the good things about summertime, even though for in America it's nothing but baseball, the World Cup does bring in a lot of people. Crazy. Uh, it's a lot of internet, a lot of foreign people coming in. Like, you play in the World Cup game? Yeah, sure, we can toss it on for you, man. Uh, the World Cup, it it it, it really does bring together. And you notice this last time when the the last World Cup when the women with the U.S. women's team made the run all the way to the title, and they look pretty damn good right now to make it mm-hmm. a defense. Yeah. Um, but uh, they it, the world the World Cup soccer really brings people together. It bring it really unites the world in more ways than a lot of a lot of things going on in the world don't. And, uh, and not only do you have the women's World Cup, you also have I believe Copa America is going on. Copa and, America. And, uh, the Euro the Euro something is going on as well. Um, there's the Gold Cup. Which is in group stages right now, and then Copa America, and then what'd you say the World Cup? I think um, the MLS is doing um, an Open Cup right now. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a lot of soccer going on right now, and I agree with you because last year I remember the FIFA Cup was on. I said that so wrong, um, and I was in the Cape, and everyone was watching it. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't even American teams; it was everyone just like rooting for. Whoever was good, because you got Ronaldo on Portugal, and then Messi's on Argentina, and you got all these really good, and then you bring it to the girls, U.S. team, um, playing for the the cup, and the the goals are unreal. Mm. Yeah, uh, we're gonna like That's... switch gears. We're gonna talk about this a little bit because yeah. they won their first game, thirteen to zero. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was, uh... I, actually, you know what was funny? Last night I was working last night at the bar, and they were showing highlights of all the games, and they showed that. Uh, I forget who Thailand was. They played the, the U.S. women's team beat Thailand thirteen uh, nothing, and I don't know if Thailand's played a game since then. But they showed the Thailand highlights last night, and they were losing like four four to nothing. Oh, and uh, they finally scored. They finally Thailand finally scored a goal. And again, I don't know. They're on the it, it looked like as, it looked like <laughs> as if it was their first goal that they scored in this tournament. Because they were the running, they were crying, they right. were hugging each other, they were going People's nuts. People's mothers were and coming started, down from the stands. I started laughing. I started laughing. I was like, "Oh look, Thailand finally scored a goal. Good for them." <laughs> I know. Ugh, uh, I felt so bad. But I, even I, I, I got to work that day and I saw the end of that. I was like, 13 to nothing. God, I don't damn. think I've ever seen anything like that in soccer. Here's the thing that always confuses me. And everybody's me, saying right? like, "Oh, they should stop celebrating." Shut up, dude. You want yeah. us to stop celebrating? It's the old Cam Newton thing. What do you say? You want me to stop celebrating and stop me from getting uh, in the end yeah, exactly. zone? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Here's the thing I, I don't understand in those kind of games though. You have to qualify for these tournaments, right? Like, did I? 
like you have to like beat other teams to get here. So, so they're I mean, in group stages. Pretty sure you do. The yeah. last, uh, the last, yeah. uh, the um, Jamaica. J- just Jamaica. last uh, summer, it was the men's World Cup, and the U.S. team wasn't in it because they didn't qualify. So I don't, I don't understand how you still get 13 to nothing showings out here. When I mean, is it just that much of a talent disparity between the United States and the yeah, rest right? of the teams? How do you I get mean, accepted into the World that's, Cup? That's why I have a hard time. And then seeing, lose 13 you know? to nothing. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's so sad, and I'm not sure if it's because. I worked in the MLS and like I haven't seen those types of numbers of goals or like I am just. 13. I mean, I don't. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not trying to make this a gender thing, but is it just like is the talent pool for women's soccer just not that? Like this is all they. This is all Thailand can muster. Is that it? Or and maybe I. I was on Instagram and US, I follow like a women's account. Like a, the U.S. women's team looks like a Mack truck right now. Right? They're gonna like. And, and, I don't want to say anything too prematurely, but they're like. And, and that's what kind of confused me. In the rest of the world, so, like, like we were just talking about, soccer isn't a big thing, but all of a sudden our women's team is the most dynamic force on the planet. Like, I, I, I'm just a little confused. That's, that's only, all. You know what I mean? That, like they, just, uh, they outrank the men's team uh, two World Cup wins to nothing. Isn't that? So. Yeah, it's just it's, 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 it's a little head-scratching. That's all. I mean, again, compliments to the women's world team. You guys yes. are doing a great job. It's just it's a little confusing when you put all of it in a nutshell. You're like, wait a minute. This is the least popular sport. No one's that great. But our women are dealing – ass kickings all over the world right it's it's, most recently they just played chile yep they won that a little less goals but you know what that'll still Still do so this brings them to the knockout stages so i'm pretty sure spain just qualified for the knockout stages too i'm not sure about thailand but (laughs) i'm just i think it's safe to say yeah i think it's safe to say thailand's going home so carly lloyd most recently scored two goals for them and um, Julie Ertz did, because you might know that last name. Uh, she's married to Zach Ertz from the Eagles. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Their, I, their most recent goals were amazing. Julie he- made a header into the goal, like, really? backwards, kind of. It was like a sniper shot. And then Carly Lloyd from, like, the back of the box, like, just sniped it in. Those are also posted on the Glory to the Game Twitter, which is at Glory to the Game, if you want to check those out. These goals were like just random ass goals. I would be like, all right, that's cool. But they were good. Like I've seen some pretty good goals before. Like like skillful goals? Skillful goals. I mean, the guys had some skillful goals this week, but um, I was watching SportsCenter's top 10, and there were like a couple of the ones from the Women's World Cup, but like these ones were amazing. But we're going to switch to someone else who was not on the top paid athletes list. Um, Carson Wentz. Who well, just yeah, signed a, a deal, huh? four-year deal for 128 mil, and do we think this was a good choice for the Eagles? I honestly don't see how they had much of a choice. Is the yeah, truth? Seriously, um, since I, they uh, yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. Nick Foles is gone, right? Mm-hmm. He's in uh, Jacksonville. This is what they wanted to do. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, I know he's been hurt, um, but they first of all they won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's number one. Number two, Foles Not is too gone. Shabby. They knew they weren't going to be able to keep both these guys. They knew this contract uh, extension date was coming up. Then they knew the decision had to be made. I think all along they kind of knew this was going to be the long plan. They knew that they're going to keep the younger prospect because everyone forgets two years ago, yeah, he was hurt, but Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate he was on the Super Bowl the run. Yeah. I think when he got hurt, he had like 34 touchdowns and only like seven interceptions he had or something. A real season. Yeah, yeah it was going great. Hurt. I remember seeing him get hurt and I was like, damn. And he played through that injury for a little bit, I'm pretty sure. Oh, and which is, think, yeah, he came, came back out on back. the field. Which is right. a trend, apparently, with Clay and right. who it, yeah. so someone I, else yeah. on the Patriots played through an injury, too. I can't even remember. Uh, there was, I think it was oh, one Char- of them. Yeah, Chara. Well, Bruins are hockey in, in general is a whole different story. But, uh, yeah, I think someone 
someone on the Patriots, one of the linemen on the Patriots recently, like, played through, I think they played through, like, a torn ACL or something, and it's like, ACLs are weird. You can, you, right. like, some sometimes you tear an ACL and you can't walk on it. Some, like, when Brady tore his ACL, he walked off the field. Well, that's why I understand when I came in here. I asked you, was that 20 ACL? Because they showed him in the tunnel running to go take the free throw. So I'm right. like, he tore his ACL, yeah, but he's yeah. jogging. So that's what I mean. Throw, ACLs, so. ACLs are weird. It's not like, like an Achilles. Achilles, like what happened to Durant, is uh, you, it, that you is can't bad. really walk on it. But uh, sometimes, like uh, ACL tears, you can walk off the field. I remember saying when Brady, when, when Brady tore his in 2008, he walked off the field under his own power. Yeah. Albeit gingerly. But, yeah, you can still, you can still do something as smart. simple as stand up and shoot a free throw. Uh, but you can't cut, you can't jump, you can't, you know, so. Yeah. I consider myself a golfer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only sport I actually still play. And So what, do you still use, like, your play school clubs? <laughs> Please oh, don't man. even, like, bring that up oh, because man. I do have children's clubs. <laughs> oh, the baby. In fact, she does. <laughs> and they're still too long for me. Ugh, I know. I, that's when I'm you sorry, know I, I need to play resist. more. I kn- you weren't it's wrong is the saddest part. No, the, sad, I am the, the saddest part is you could probably swing those better than I can swing my adult yeah. size ones. I haven't yeah. been like a month, uh, a month. I haven't been in like a year. Literally the last time I went golfing, I walked off the course after the fourth hole. I was just like, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah, yeah it's a long, long day. I usually cannot play 18 holes because I, I give it a good nine. Oh, and no, I, I, go for, I go for just like good laughs with my buddies. And usually by and like... Y- yeah, Social say, usually, yeah, usually, yeah, usually by, uh, I don't know, I'd say like a... 10th hole it's like all right i'll just um, I'll, I'll drive i'll keep the bs gold you know, yep. i'll, I'll right. keep the one head up i'll, back. Caddy, yeah, I'll do know. anything exactly. good shot man yeah <laughs> but the thing is if you get really good which some people can like develop this grand skill for golf you win yeah. like 12 million dollars yeah, like right. that's amazing to me there's and happy gilmore give me one of them big checks I yeah don't <laughs> oh my god that's one of the best movies i can't i love that movie. i think that's might be why i started continuing golf but this weekend this sunday so couple days ago yeah um gary woodland who exactly what won the pga us open twelve thousand dollar purse forever and 2.5 for first place this is at pebble beach a couple of the leaderboards throughout the four um rounds include justin rose shafle uzensen which i can never pronounce kepka brooks kepka and shafle did i say that i already said him but woodland this is how you know his round of at Pebble Beach was really good. He beat Tiger Woods' 36-hole scoring record. Um, and it was who Tiger Woods was only two under in this round or in this um, tournament. And Gary Woodland was minus 13. Really? So Tiger was when struggling. When you're hot, you're hot. When you're hot, you're hot. And that's the crazy thing about golf. You can be like Tiger Woods, have all these championships, and then you digress, and then all of a sudden this guy, like, out of nowhere comes. Same with when Francesco Molinari, who is Italian, just came out of the woodworks and won a tournament. Now he's, like, in the talks. Gary Woodland's going to be in the talks. You got Gary Woodland. You got the Blues. You got the Raptors winning their first uh, championships, if you do You know, it's a quick, a quick story about the, uh, the Raptors championship. So I was working at the bar last Thursday when they won, and uh, – there happened to be a convention in town, and they got they all it was it was dead throughout most of the night, and they all came in around say like nine thirty ish. Actually, it was yeah nine nine thirty ish right around the game started. Okay. And the convention ended up being we found out it was like something I forget the official name. It was like something something of Canada. <laughs> so it was all the people that came in. Right. We had the sound on for the game, and all the people that came in, they're all Raptors fans, and not necessarily Raptors fans, but they're you know Canadian, so they yeah. just wanted and so they were going nuts the whole game, and. Uh, 
I don't know if you guys saw the last like minute of the game where it was like all the oh, confusing yeah. calls, like what was going on. The game was basically over, but they were like seemed like they were finding excuses Free to throw, let it, to, yeah, fight. it seemed like they were finding excuses to to give Golden State the ball one more time. Right. Yes. And, um, so these guys were all flipping out, and when they finally won, they were all going nuts. And I ran into the I ran into the office. I t- I tossed on We Are the Champions for them. I cranked it, and they were all Love going that. nuts. And then the guy comes up to me, and uh, he, one of the guys comes up, and he's like, "I got one more song request." I was like, "What's up?" And he just shows me the saying he wanted me to put on the uh, Canadian national anthem. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. So so I ran in there and I queued it up and I come back out and all the, all of them are standing there going, "Oh Canada!" It was great. They, I was like, and I said to him too, I was like, "I was like, it feels awesome, right? Winning a championship." They're like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "Why do you think we're such assholes?" It happens all the, <laughs> it's like, it happens all the time, dude, and it doesn't get old. So enjoy it because you never know when you're gonna win one again. That's so. And you know what? When it they sing fun, it, it was a pretty fun night. Yeah. When cool. they sing Good that national Raptors. anthem, they it sounds beautiful. I feel like you can't sing that song wrong compared to the national anthem where we know by a couple Fergie um, can <sighs> sing it quite quite strangely because you always get it always kind of sets the mood for um, a game if someone's singing the national anthem and it's like a serious game and they're like can't it's stand also, them it's singing. Also, You're it's like, also this nice might be. To, it's also nice for Canadians too because when they sing the national anthem these days, it doesn't spark huge political controversy anymore. Uh, so. It's just yeah, we're proud to be from proud to be from this place. I know. But yeah, it was a cool it was a cool night. It was cool to be part of there. I was glad I was there to amplify all of them were saying like I can't believe I'm not in Toronto. I was like, Well, you're in Boston, so let me try to make you night as, as, as <laughs> Yeah, as that was so exactly. nice of you. You get to like experience some cool it was things really, yeah, working. It, it was really cool, yeah. I do see a lot of cool stuff going on. What isn't cool is when you have to work during eighteen inning World Series games. Mm, that does not sound cool. No. Or when you have to work uh, First five, uh, the first five Stanley Cup final games. That, that sucked as well. There was another golf tournament, US PGA Tour. This was last week. It was in Beth Page State Park, New York. Mm-hmm. Rory McIlroy wins it with 22 under. And as he's accepting his Whoa. accolades and everything, he throws on a Raptors jersey, Kyle Lowry jersey, and goes, <laughs> Raptors in five. He may not really? have been right, but yeah, he, he kind of. Yeah, he should have right. been. Yeah, he, that's so true. I. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I was watching the game, and I go, I don't want it to be over. I'm like, okay. That was one bad thing, You know right? what? Like, you yeah. want the end, right. So I was like, I want the Warriors to come back in this game. And all of a sudden, they did, and I'm like, oh. Are you talking about game five? Yes. I said to him, I was like, that 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 timeout by Nick Nurse, when they when they were uh, Raptors, made, like, stolen back, they went up by six with, like, three minutes left, right. and the Raptors called yeah. the timeout. I was like, what is he doing? He just killed, killed the all momentum. the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. He came back from the timeout. The Raptors That's missed every shot, and the, the Warriors just thing. did what they did. I said to my girl, I was like, watch. I was like, Steph Curry's going to come off the screen and just sink it. And as soon as he, as soon as he just jumped, the ball hadn't even left his hands. I was like, what? And just whoosh, right through the net. And I was like, he's done that a million times over the last five years. It and gives I said, them the momentum. I said, I was like, if Golden State wins game six, they're winning game seven. That's yeah. like, I don't care who gets injured. And uh, I was like, that's just momentum. And they've all been there, done that. And I said, Nick Nurse's timeout had the potential to be one of the all-time sports blunders ever. Luckily, it didn't turn out that way for the Raptors. But, yeah, it, like it, it, they could have terrible. had it in five. It would have been cool for them to celebrate in front of their own fans. I know. Isn't that always the yeah. case, though? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like you got to – it's definitely the like the Red Sox. They they weren't home when they won. Out of all 12 of the championships that Boston's won in the 21st century, only two of them have been in right. Boston. The Red Sox in 2013 and the Celtics in 2008. They were the yes. only two ones that are yeah. won in Boston. All six Patriots wins were neutral sites. Three of the Red Sox, four were on the road. And the Bruins won in Vancouver. They were in um, Oracle, but it was the last time. Last, last, last game in and Oracle Arena. In Oracle Arena. That's kind of historic, I think, which would have been cool. But um, they 
they sure celebrated, and they sure celebrated on Sunday because oh, yeah. there was lots of cigars, lots of champagne, and obviously Drake was there. But of he, of course. I heard he was asked not to be at Game 6. The NBA really? asked him if he was not going to be at Game 6, and I'm not sure if it's true or not. I can't remember where I saw it. I usually try to get my sources like directly from like CBS, ESPN. You never know from if it's true or not. Sources. From reliable sources, not some BS stuff. But if that's the case, you think the Drake curse is over? That's what everyone's talking about. Oh, we'll have to wait and see. I don't really think it – like, I do believe in superstitious things to an extent. Yeah. But sometimes it was just a bad streak for it him. Was, it was definitely – yeah, it was definitely kind of, almost kind of like the Madden curse thing where it's like, oh, that's ridiculous, yep. but it's like you can't help but – it's like it's – It just happens Yeah, exactly. It is like, It is oh weird God. how that coincidence happens. A lot yes. of the players that, you know, just whatever team Drake roots for, he, you know, he, he, they don't win. It's – uh, I, I develop. I noticed that pattern developing over time, and and uh, I guess if you wanna, if you're a Drake stan, I guess you could say that the Drake curse is over. But you know, who knows? Who if, knows? You know, who could say? Uh, come October, if he's wearing like a Yankees jersey or something, the Yankees okay. get knocked out and be like, well, the Drake curse is live and well. Now. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell I'm... you one better. Wait till a month from now, and Kawhi leaves and goes to the Clippers, and people will be like, look at the Drake curse. He left. Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Yeah. He left. Seriously. Oh Everyone. my God. That's all it's going to take. Do you think he's going to go to the Clippers? I, I don't think he's going to be a Raptor next year. You don't. Put it to that way. I think I think people will be cussing know, out Drake one way or the he other. He doesn't. You can't tell with him. Like I usually think I can tell their feelings when they react towards. Kawhi's the fans. a robot. Yeah. He is. He is. He's unique. Just the way he talks, though. The way he's been saying they'll. They'll enjoy that championship. The, you know, you guys will really enjoy it. Not, yeah. we'll celebrate this. We'll come uh, back. We're uh. not. It's that. That's what I'm picking up from him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's enjoying this. Toronto's definitely enjoying this. Canada's enjoying this. Canada. Did you see? Right. I think all of Canada showed up they for might that. Have. Yeah. For that parade. That was that kind of showed Boston fans how to like group oh, well, for a parade. An, they, yeah, they, they had an, a rally they too. Have, so they that's... had an entire country waiting. You know, <laughs> no. you know, it's like especially when it comes to Boston. It's like the only people that happy Boston want is Boston. And getting yeah. into Boston is yeah. another whole thing. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. want us to be – Tom. did you see Tom Brady retweeted um, – I think it was Bleacher Report showed a time lapse of everyone coming in for the Toronto parade, and he said, now that's a parade, and then Tom Brady said, noted. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Oh, if he I wants guess. everyone to goosebumps. be there, pay our trolley cards, and everyone will show up. I just got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> When Tom Brady can yeah, sniff exactly. his nose, and I'll just Ugh. be like, yep, I'm, I'm going to be in the bathroom for about five minutes. Speaking right. of Kawhi, maybe staying at the Raptors, is there any other free agents? Um, who are they and where should they go? I know Anthony Davis, AD, yeah. the brow, just All made right. a block blus- block buster. blockbuster trade from NOLA. And everyone, I'm not too mad about the trade, to be honest. I mean... Obviously, there was yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm just happy. I'm happy the Celtics didn't gut their entire roster to get one guy who didn't want to be here. Exactly, yeah. and that is the one thing that we should know by now. Yeah. Even though if they may seem like they want to be here, they may not want to be. Right. And then I just saw this morning, which I don't usually pay attention to, but since we're talking about it, they want to try to recruit Bradley Beal. Uh, they would have to trade for Bradley Beal, but everybody they, you know, wants Bradley Beal. Right yeah, now. Well, I everybody. don't want Bradley Beal. <laughs> I, would, I would take. I'm not. I'm, I would take Bradley Beal. Um, first of all, Bradley Beal and Jason Tatum are best friends, and that's uh, not wrong. Uh, Jason Tatum, yeah. So they got that well, connection. But I also uh, Bradley Beal is such a hot commodity because the Wizards are an absolute dumpster fire. Oh, and, so uh, sad. And they're not going to be. They're gridlocked into John Wall's contract, yes. who is not coming back. He's not going to play next year. 
and his extension kicks in next year, and he's still owed like $146 million just in this extension alone. So that's an albatross of a – people keep saying that Gordon Hayward's the worst contract no, in the it's NBA. it's John Wall's contract. It's John Wall, yeah. without a doubt. And Yeah, like where has he been? And Gordon Hayward John Wall's actually – he was hurt. He came back exactly. from he, – he had knee surgery, <laughs> was recovering from knee surgery, and then tore his Achilles. Right. So like he's done after They're signing like, a yeah. huge extension. Not only Max that, extension. he showed up. He showed up to the he showed up to Team USA camp last summer looking like the friggin' dad from Friday, <laughs> and like he oh. just uh, hey respect he, to John Witherspoon. <laughs> he, he like, yeah, he looked like he looked like he was he Ain't showed no up thing. and he's like damn dog bite me in the ass. <laughs> but uh, that was like, just on the bathroom, Craig. Uh, but yeah, John Wall, the Wizards are a dumpster fire. Uh, you see, they're trying. They, they're trying to. They they wanted to offer a Masai Ujiri. Mm-hmm. Part, part I was gonna to bring that yeah. up too. They Thanks. wanted part ownership to get him there. Uh, yeah. yeah so Obama they, wants him on there. He was like recruiting him. Um, Wizards yeah, are a mess. Bra- That's why. Bradley Beal. He's a hot commodity. I would take Bradley Beal definitely about because the Celtics. <sighs> it, other than that, that, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to accept that the Celtics are gonna be like a five to six seed for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, which sucks, but. I, Who yeah, knows? Uh, Who uh, knows he, what's going to happen until it, it happens? Would, you, it, Bradley Beal would be tough because they've, I think, by not pulling the trigger on Anthony Davis, Danny Ainge has said that he wants to build around Jalen and Jason. Yep. And I feel like you'd have to give up. It'd be hard to get yeah, the Wizards to agree up? to a deal without including that's one of those the problem. Two. That's the yeah. problem. That's what everyone wants to say. Oh, yeah, bring in this guy, bring in that guy. It's like you can't just wave your hand yeah. and then ship these guys into town. It's like you have to give yeah. something up. It's like people talking about Clint Capella, Bradley Beal, Newsflash people, you're going to have to ship out uh, Jalen Brown and at least a couple of these draft picks to get any right. of those guys to come back in here. Yeah. So before everyone starts jumping on these trains, you probably, you probably have to give up that Memphis pick that they have next year that's yeah. unprotected. Exactly. I'll tell you, the, the one thing that, that interests me, and I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard this anywhere, is uh, Obviously, I think most of us agree that Kyrie has his uh, has his heart set on leaving the Celtics, right? I mean, most of us would agree that. I'd say it's. Right? An, I, I didn't I'd, want it to happen. I'd I was one of like, the few. I'd say it's like ninety five percent. So the, actually, no, like ninety nine percent that he's gone. So the thing that I haven't heard anybody talk about, um, if they the Nets obviously have been linked to Kyrie, and they've always talked about them bringing in two max free agents. Mm-hmm. In order for them to have enough money to do so, they have to renounce the rights to their own free agent, exactly, D'Angelo Russell. I, I don't think that's any problem for them. I don't I don't think, that's, I don't think yeah. that's a problem with them. And I I've I've read recently that I was doing my own digging on Twitter. Uh, the uh, D'Angelo Russell is one. It, it it would involve a lot of moving pieces like contract wise and all that. But Danny D'Angelo Russell is high on Danny Ainge's list, and I would take D'Angelo Russell. So my only point is exactly that. If Kyrie is heading to Brooklyn, Brooklyn has to get rid of their own young twenty four year old All Star mm-hmm. point guard. Who the was Celt- meshing so well with that team Celt- last year? Celtics have Man. a young core. Doesn't it make sense now? And let me actually throw this in here too. The Celtics can pay Kyrie the most. The Nets can pay D'Angelo the most. Doesn't it make sense just to give Kyrie what he wants yep. and try to work a sign trade for D'Angelo Russell? Theoretically, yeah, but the NBA contracts are so convoluted and, con- and confusing. I'm sure it's not as simple as. Yeah, they're so complicated so, nowadays. So essentially, all you have they to don't do, have to be. No, and, and, and the max contracts would like be different based like on years of service. Like so you have to include the difference. Remember uh, Selly, back in the um, back back at the All Star uh, around the All Star break in the trade deadline, everyone kept saying like all these Celtics fans. I don't know why Celtics fans just couldn't get it through their head. By laws of the current CBA, we cannot trade, trade for Anthony Davis. Davis. I know. We can, we oh, cannot do it. I was just going to say, oh, how long have we, as the Anthony Davis trades been going on, like talks have yeah. been going on forever, right? Yeah, seriously. I remember I looked up, I was at work the other night and I looked up and saw it and I was just like, good. I was like, I can, good. I can, they, they can have him. Right. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. And uh, yeah, put all this BS to rest. We got, uh, I think, the drafts next week. 
Or is it? The draft it's is, this week. Is it this two week? Two days from today. It's yes. two. It's this week. Awesome. They've been go. talking I about it. Cannot wait. Stop. And speaking of that, R.J. Barrett. Working out for the Knicks, and apparently that is all he's going to be doing. Yeah. He told the media he just wants to be a Nick. Is that a stupid or confident move? Stupid. Stupid. I think it's the, the Knicks are one of the biggest dumpster fires in the entire, let alone America, the entire world. I, I, from day one, people have been saying, oh, Kyrie's going to the Knicks. I'm like, he's not going. I know. No one is going to the Knicks. <laughs> Nobody who Nobody has is going to the Knicks. is going to the Knicks. Seriously. Yeah, right. It's like, when has it ever worked out for the Knicks? Ever. But see, I think that's just it. I, I said nobody who has an option is going to the Knicks. Yeah. I think RJ just realizes he doesn't have an option. Yep. And the best thing for me to do is just embrace this now. I'll look like the hero. They're going to take me whether I want to or not. This is where I'm going to go. So why not just be the good guy here and be like, this is where I want to go. To me, it kind of makes a bunch of sense. Whether he wants to go there or not, whether he believes it or not, mm-hmm. it just I makes I think he just ran through his mind thought right there. Yeah, That's like it, the only reason I can think of. I mean, of. right? I mean, if I was him, I, that wouldn't be my ideal organization. Maybe he looks at it as, you know what, maybe he wants to be that steadying force. Maybe he wants to be the guy who kind of doesn't want to be a free agent coming in. Maybe he wants to be that rookie who comes in and sets that tone. Who knows? Um, I do know that he has, he has, the, he's got a, he has the right guidance behind him. Um, his father played for the Canadian national team. His godfather is Steve Nash. He has the right people kind of helping him make these decisions. Right. So he's kind of different than a lot of other young men coming into the league and trying to figure out what's the right thing to do with. So, uh, All you have to do is win like 35 games for the Knicks and you'll be worshipped <laughs> as a hero. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Spike Lee will have your jersey on his wall already. Oh, and, gosh. But, uh, Spock, see, talk about dramatic. Kind of tying the last two things we talked about in, though. I think with R.J. Barrett going there, it'll be interesting to see how the – if that does happen, I'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the Knicks kind of run with their roster, bring a rookie in, having cap space – does anybody want to go there and play with this rookie? Um, it, it's just going to be a crazy offseason. About half the teams in the league are going to have maximum cash space to sign a max free agent. Mm-hmm. And there's really going to be seven or eight, nine, maybe ten free agents. That look the craziest, contract, the so. craziest part, too, is uh, I wouldn't be shocked, and I think it's going to happen, the teams like the Nets and, uh, and everything, there's, even though Kevin Durant tore his Achilles and is probably not going to play next year, he's so good that teams are still going to pay him 35-plus to just sit out a year. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Isn't that, just like, that's it's, when you know you're... <laughs> I said that to my buddy the other day. Um, I was like, it's insane. Okay, after Durant went down, I was like, dude, that sucks, man. Like, and and uh, I, I said, it was like, it's insane that this guy is so good that people, or team, multiple teams mm-hmm. are just going to be like, yeah, we'll just give you close to $40 million. Take your time coming back, man. Like, Stay home. Run the yeah, seriously. Number it. 10 it's, it's on insane. Forbes list. Number 10. Yeah. That's when you yeah. know. See? That's, that's why, though. See, maybe he has value yeah. beyond just Clay like Thompson, the same thing. Yeah. Clay Thompson's the same. I mean, I, I, I think, in my heart of hearts, I think Clay Thompson is more likely to stay with the Warriors than Durant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see Durant just like this year just being like, because even if he opts in, he's still going to be making 35, $35 million. So I could see Durant just be like, all right, let me just chill with the Warriors, make $35 million rehab, and then people he's still gonna get, he's still going to get paid next right. summer. Right. So The thing is, though, you can do all these blockbuster trades, get these big names on your team, but if they don't work as the team, you're not going to do well. As the Celtics You are shown. not going to – they are a poster child for that. Yeah. And, and you can see with LeBron on Cleveland, he was like, I want, I want him, him, him. Didn't work out. He's like, I'm actually see, see ya. I'm glad you, know, you brought this up. I'm going to see if I can find this thing that I so, saw the other day. About then he goes to L.A., and now he's trying to do the same well, thing, it, kind it, of. I Will hope, it work I'll, this time? I hope he's not going to look up with the thing I'm about to say right now. Okay. So I heard this this morning or yesterday, I thought this was absolutely crazy. Since 2010, LeBron James' teams have made 42 trades. That's what I was just going to that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's responsible for 11% of the trades in the NBA that in the last like nine years. A chunk. 11%, 10%, more than 10% of 
by LeBron James teams since 2010. So, they don't call him the king for nothing, do so, they? And they're not done yet is what that means. You yeah. know what I mean? They've made this one move already. The king of losing in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> king of my way or the highway, basically. I mean, that's, yeah. that's it, right? I mean, it's, we're going to build this team this way, we're going to make it to the finals, or uh, well, you guys suck. And he blames on everybody that's else. That's insane, you know? dude. 42 friggin' trades. 42 trades. And, he's, that, and he has the gall to sit here, to sit out there and say, like, I'm not trying to force right. trades. And I'm not trying to trade my guys. Dude, you literally just basically admitted to the world you didn't want to play with anybody on the Lakers. Just to get this one friggin' guy here. Yeah. Like one of the ugliest faces I've ever seen in my entire like, life. Right. Ingram impressed me so much, obviously. He's really good. Obviously, I Lonzo, hope the Pelicans like, are nasty next year. Me too. I they look the like they I might hope the be. The Pelicans are so good. Yeah. They, 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 they're going to be. I mean, with Lonzo Ball, if they keep Drew Holiday, Ryan Ingram, and Zion, like they, they are going to be good. They're going to be they, they're going to be more fun to watch than the Lakers. I hope. I hope, yeah. I hope by some, it's not going to happen, but I, I hope so bad that the Lakers somehow miss the playoffs next year. I hope so bad it happens. Two times, and oh, if they do, God. I'd be like, oh my. God. I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I have a good feeling these two things are going to happen. LeBron James is going to get hurt next year, and he's going to miss more than ten games. I see. I, as much as I, as much as I don't like LeBron, I do think he's going to come out like a bat out of hell next year because oh God, yeah. because he he definitely knows he's such an egomaniac. His he knows his ego took a hit this past season because everyone kind of finally saw through all his bullshit about about all his fake passive aggressive social media bullshit. And uh, was just everyone kind of acknowledged. I mean, you you saw it. Remember that game in Indiana after the like a day before the trade deadline, the whole crowd in Indiana was chanting Brandon Ingram, LeBron's gonna trade you. Like everybody knows yeah. this guy just like shows up and he just like he's like, all right, I want this done, I want this done, I want that done. And teams just like get on their knees and open up their mouths and they're like, yeah, whatever you want, LeBron, yeah, we'll do it. Ugh, it makes me I'm, sick. I'm not gonna say he can't do it anymore. I'm thinking you're getting to the point where I, I'm not sure if he will be able to do it anymore. He's right. getting older. All the seasons gonna wear on him. I don't know he's if gonna he's gonna be able to turn on the switch He's gonna anymore. be 35 in December. That's what I'm saying. And to think that LeBron James can just come back and just automatically return to the finals, I just don't think that's him anymore. He, I think he's gonna have to quote unquote use some load management to still fly term. No, he has to. to make, like you know what I mean. So that's, not only has he been playing since he was 18, but the amount of playoff games, exactly. like doing all exactly. those, switching all those teams and going to the finals eight straight playing years. Playing 100 games a season. Bringing D Wade to I his did, own team I and did, then go. I did the math. And going was, back. Uh, I did the math before. Those eight straight years of finals, he's literally played an extra three and a half seasons yeah. on top of the already seventeen seasons that he's played. That is some. Exactly. So he's been in the league for seven. This will be his seventeenth season, but he's literally almost played. He's literally already played twenty seasons worth of games. Wow. So he can sit there and try to act like he's you know Mr. Mobility all he wants, but. We saw it last year. He's starting. He's starting to break down with that groin injury. Oh God! A lot of times undefeated, man. He's undefeated, you know. But don't worry. His uh, playoff mode is activated. He wants you to let. He wants he you wants to know to that. Know yeah, now. he wants he, you to know that. He definitely wants. June yeah. of 2019. What does he want to do on Father's Day? He wants to be at the court. Mm-hmm. That's of what he, he does. said. Yep. He's gonna put it on Instagram for everybody to see, and all that stuff. Yep. Well, he may not be retiring yet, but Tony Parker just announced his retirement. From the NBA. We were that actually is... talking about him joining the Big Three next yeah, season. Last week, yeah, Ooh, I would three, like yeah. that. Okay. 18 th- seasons yeah. in the NBA. I don't now see him joining gotta... this year, but next year I can see him. I see that. Yeah. Do you guys have any favorite moments from watching Tony Parker? Anything you can remember? I mean, me personally, I'll, I'll never forget. This is more spite than anything. I'll never forget the Heat beating the 
beating the Heat in that last series when they were to topple them. Uh, I, I couldn't stand Dismantled right them. Yeah, I couldn't stand <laughs> right on awesome. those teams. Um, you thought that they kind of they, – they, first of all, they beat the Celtics team. They kind of took out the Celtics mm-hmm. dynasty. Um, they had the turncoat right out on the side. And uh, seeing them fall, I think I was actually – I don't remember why, but I was i was away at Fox was watching it for something, and I was just standing there in the middle of the casino watching them lose. It just – that, so that's what kind of stands on my mind, you know, so. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I do. I remember those uh, those back-to-back finals with uh, the Heat and uh, the the – 2013, the seven-game 2013 series was great, even though the Heat ended up winning. And then uh, it was even better watching those Spurs come all the way back and have a rematch the very next year and just absolutely throttle the Heat. It was and, beautiful. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, yeah, I've always liked Tony Parker. Every 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 player associated with the Spurs is class personified. Oh yeah. And Ginobili. Yeah, and Ginobili, Duncan, Parker. Duncan, yeah. I mean, even you that know Ka- Kawhi Leonard had a had a messy exit from there, but while he was there, he was you know. But he yeah, he was he wasn't he MVP. That he was year? a finals MVP, yeah. Yeah, that was that 2014 finals was really Kawhi's coming out party. Mm-hmm. And now look at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two-time. Two-time champ. Two-time champ with two different teams, two different finals MVPs. Absolutely. That's kind of, that's impressive, yeah. to be Don't, real. But we, we weren't, I mean, not that know? we were doubting right, him. but right, exactly. LeBron's, LeBron's supposedly the king, but he only has, a, you know, Steph Curry has just as many rings. Kevin Durant has one less ring. Kawhi Leonard has one less ring, you know. Mm. You know, and uh, none of them have uh, six finals losses. So it's true. You know, just so I can't, I can't wait to see Prince James next year. Boom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just to finish up with Tony Parker, I think he's probably going to be the last great guard we've seen in the league mm-hmm. that 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 doesn't shoot. He's probably the last guy who yeah. doesn't really have the shooting range. Yeah, that um, nowadays, really like pretty much league. every every uh, point guard needs a three point shot nowadays. Yeah, the game's kind of it's kind of like the big man a couple of years ago. We saw Roy Hibbert be the defensive player of the year. Then two years later, he's kind of phased out of the league altogether. Yeah. I think Tony Parker is going to be the kind of last non. Uh, bombardier, I guess the way to say it, mm-hmm. a guy who can shoot from like forty-five feet out. Um, yeah, because when you think when you think about it in the league right now, there really is no other. Maybe Russ, point. Westbrook, maybe Dame Dalla. I mean, don't, don't get me started. Even Dame, I mean Dame, I mean Dame sent sent Oklahoma City home this year. Yeah. With freaking. <laughs> 45 foot of Pete's sakes, you know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, so uh, maybe just the end of an era for guards, period, is uh, with Tony Parker retiring. Is, uh, yeah. I think, not that it was smart for him, but he did it at a good time. He played relatively well this past season because sometimes you see guys who just want to keep going, 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 and then they just like. Yeah, you still play so well. Sad Charlotte and those backcourt that's, combo, yeah. That's always uh, th- it's always tough to see the guy who you know you love him so much, but you just like, dude, it's like you gotta hang him up, man. Yep. You know, it's uh, kind of like what's going on. It's with about uh, that time. It's, it's like what's going on with uh, Dustin Pedroia right now. I think a lot of those guys. I can't even out. talk. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, dude, he, in his last yes. press conference, he was just like, I don't know if it's retirement. Like, dude, just, just do we get it. They'll keep retirement. you yeah. on the, the team, yeah. like, yeah. in yeah. some coach, way or coach. another. All right, cool. You don't have to keep on doing this to us all, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's a perfect time to introduce the game. It's not really – I didn't really come up with it, but it's called <laughs> Categories. Actually, uh, I have a little bit of a development – uh, so okay. my buddy. Ooh, uh, lay it on us. So, uh, yeah. I know we need <laughs> like the, a. The, yeah, it was the more. Ooh. And uh, yeah, do, you could do my forties reporter voice. Yes, please, please. Let's <laughs> just in on the hot wire when it comes to the NBA. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I have a buddy of mine who has season tickets to the Celtics. I don't know how, but he has like an inside source and like he's, te- that. he's texting me a lot of stuff that's turned out to be true. He knew You heard it here first. <laughs> he, he knew about the uh, IZ, uh, he knew about the IT Kyrie trade like a day before it happened. He knew about the Gordon Hayward thing as it was like the confusion I was like where he's going to sign. He was like he's signing with the Celtics. He just texted me that right as of right now there's a deal being discussed for Bradley Beal that would include Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart and the 
the Memphis pick next year and the 14 pick this year. So they choose to keep Tatum, which I think is smart. Uh, oh. Mm, I don't know, man. You have more trust in Jalen? He's just, more I of like a spitfire, though. You I know like, him and Marcus Morris got into that tiff yeah, while no, we were just, in Washington. Weren't we in Washington when that happened? Uh, maybe. I forget. I remember oh that. And they were, like, shoving each other on the sideline. Yes, and we were like, wait. I just think um, I think Jalen has more of a killer attitude than Tatum. I think Tatum's more flash and Jalen's more grit. And I think that's why they're so good. I together, think the ultimate, ultimately the the best the best thing to do at this point is to keep them together. I think they're a nice compliment. And I was I was thinking the other day. I was obviously I'm not comparing them, but they're kind of like Steph and Clay in the same thing. Where it's like splash just, happens. Like Clay, yeah. You know, well, not even spl- when the, um, in the overall like makeup of them. Steph's a lot more flash and. Yeah, and like, look at what I can do, and yeah. you know, finesse. And Clay is, has more of that. Like, he has he's the talent, but he also has the like, you know, he'll get in your face and say, yeah, yeah. like intensity. And uh, I just think they they kind of mesh well off each other. Um, but yeah, th- so that is a uh, that is a current development right now. Nothing nothing official. Potentially I breaking news. I think they news. heard us talking all about right. them, mm-hmm. and that's why that was happening. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them getting Bradley Beal at all. I just. Uh, I think that might be a little too much. Yeah. I love Marcus. Marcus Smart's my guy. I love Marcus Smart. Smart and Brown and the two picks, that's, uh, those he, are two good picks. He was a wild card for me, but this season I think I really – I've always loved Marcus Smart. He really, like, showed up and, like, showed that he can be more than just, like, the guy who flops and the guy who, like, gets into, like, arguments. So he, re- I think he really showed up for this. I just – Smart's attitude is everything. Like, uh, last, uh, last season, not this past season, the season before – where he missed the last, like, two months of the season because he separated his thumb. Yes. And he gets the very first playoff game he gets inserted into, the first thing he does, he he injured his thumb diving on the floor for a loose ball. And he gets put back in the game, first game in two months, in a playoff game, a game the Celtics need to win. And the first thing he does is dive on the ground for a loose ball. I just love his attitude. And and that's why I I think I've caught a lot of flack for this in the past, past, but I've, I've said before numerous times I think Smart should be the captain of the team. He has a captain mentality, he's the first, I think. He was the first draft pick of this Brad Stevens era. And you know that, like, Kyrie needed to be the leader, and clearly that didn't work out. So right. someone who has – I mean, I think Al's, like, the most mature, but he also declined his option. I know. He just became a free is, agent this morning. Yeah. Unrestricted free agent. Which is sad. Ugh, we, I could talk about Hopefully the Celtics for back. forever. I know. But mm-hmm. we are going to play a game, whether you like it or Let's not. Do it. Let's do it. And I can't remember what the categories are, but you choose Perfect. one Even from better. the bag. Whoever gets – the cat, whoever's choosing, you say it, and then we only have like a couple seconds to answer. And the loser, I was gonna make them take a shot, but clearly that didn't <laughs> happen. Or take a bite of a jalapeno, or do a shot, which would have been hilarious. Oh lord! Exactly, but we're not doing that. Maybe we'll implement that another time. Spit All right. Fire. Who wants to start? I'll go. All right, just read it out loud. Read it out loud, okay. and then Matt, you want to go next? Sure. We'll go clockwise. All right. So sports, video games. All right. Ready, set, go. NBA 2K. Madden 07. MLB The Show. FIFA. MVP Baseball 2005. Super, me- Super Mega Baseball. RBI Baseball. <laughs> I wish you had to take a shot right now. I really did. Oh, my God. Boom. All right. I got I to gotta flip around the channel for this. Right? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, you're next for categories, though. Choosing it. I really, I, I kind of struggled coming up with these, and I was like, well, I think it works how you, like, everyone, like, chooses their own. That's when you play. But honestly, yeah. I don't remember any of the ones I chose, so. <laughs> Great. Don't even remember. I don't even remember. Next category. Oh, we got, uh, can I get a drum roll? Yep. 
How do I open this thing? That's what I said, right? I was like, it's sticky as hell. I'm like, wait a minute. And anticlimactic. It's sticky, so I tried to do it opposite. Sports movies, right up my alley. I, you would get this one. I did not. Okay. The guy does the movie podcast. All right. Get sports movies. Oh, God. First podcast is about a sports movie. Let me crack my knuckles. All right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and kick my feet up on this one. <laughs> so go ahead. Go ahead, guys. All right. Let's oh, go. my God. Sandlot. Um, Happy Gilmore. 61. Field of Dreams. Airbud. Space Jam. Longest Yard. A League of Their Own. Any Given Sunday. Rookie of the Year. Goon. Major League. Remember the Titans. The Blind Side. League of Their Own. She already said a League of Their Own. Oh. Ah. Ah. I really thought I had like five more. That's why I'm like, oh, hold on. Who just boots it on? You just run through the sports. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And yeah. this thing is one. That's why I just stopped on baseball. Wow. Time. Just stopped on basketball. That was a good one. I I that thought of that one. one and I was like, oh, crap. I, I honestly <laughs> I was, I wish I didn't screw I want to see how long that one went. I, I know. Like, That's going to be a good one. All right. Next one. Um, okay. This is called, it's called the celebrity game. So you have to, I'm going to name an athlete. And if I said, for example, um, Jason Tatum. You have to take the T from the last name and think of someone that starts with a T. Okay. You get it? Yep. All right. I'm going to go with um, Kawhi Leonard. Why not? Okay, Larry Bird. Oh, nice. Bradley Beal. Um, and I lose. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Such a good – oh, <laughs> no. I hate to see it. B names. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Let's Larry do – Maybe like uh, it's so. probably a good thing we don't have alcohol because we get yeah, wasted exactly. pretty quickly with yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, like Steve Cohen. Eventually, Cohen no, Cohen eventually we should do that though. We should not here. We should do like a meetup somewhere. Yes, <laughs> just, like Absolutely. bring a microphone. Do a special episode yeah. of uh, the category game. I'll think of something else to do because like if you lose, like you should have to pay for losing, right? Mm. What? All right. What? I'm be here for a while. Let's oh. see. Oh God, no! I'm gonna lose then. Oh, NFL teams. Let's go. Okay. New England Patriots. We're gonna be here for at least yeah. 32. Let's see. Let's see if we can do 32. Hold on. Who's gonna pen? I'm really nervous. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You get a pen? Anybody have a pen? Oh no. I'm mark tally marks. That's all. No, it's all right. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Mental tally marks. Good. All right. You said Patriots. Yep. Jets. Dolphins. Bills. Steelers. Giants. Browns. Ravens. Raiders. Steelers. Seahawks. Vikings. 49ers. Packers. Texans. Seahawks. I said Seahawks. See, I was like, ah. Oh, so That's why it's I was, hard. Yeah, I was like, we're not going to be able to keep track of it. I was like, I, exactly what I said to myself. I was like, I don't know what anybody else said already. I know. That's <laughs> so why you're like hardness. hesitant. You're like. That's why I wanted like, to pen. I was like, all right, so I write these things down and not say the same thing. That's the only thing that's going to stop us. You want to do another one? Sure. Sure. I just want my turn. I don't even know how many I made. I was That's like, the yep. part, just remembering what, what you said, what you said before, yep. you know? Let's see what this category is. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Athlete nicknames. Oh, I don't remember doing that. Okay. Let's try. <laughs> I don't, Someone was drinking, thinking about the game. Yeah. Ayo, <laughs> Vino Rosso. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gotta start. Um, <laughs> Larry Legend. Um, Megatron. Boogie! <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I know. <laughs> I'm awake now. Um, the Matrix. Tommy Terrific. Can I even say that? Of course. <laughs> King James. Incredibleman. Dame Zala. Love calling him that. Uh, God. Oh, no. I Go. I, oh. I can't think of oh. Oh, God. Terrible. There's so many good basketball ones. I know that's everyone. CP3. Ah, that's like a uh, nickname. Yeah. His, his airness. The brow. The brow. The beard. <laughs> All the yeah. facial hairs. Beard, yeah. All right, we'll do one more. Hopefully, it's a good one, and we'll move on for a little more. 
Oh, I don't know why I did this one. This is stupid. Wait, I'm doing a different one. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is after. Okay. <laughs> Athletes fingernail polish colors. <laughs> uh, Christian Vasquez yellow. <laughs> Songs that mention sports. This is a tough one, but we're going to make it through it. Okay, I will start. Nicki Minaj, um, No Frauds. Um, we Didn't Set the Fire by Billy Joel. It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. Oof, that was a good one. Um, Drake, um, uh, what's it called? Crap, I'm going to lose. Uh, uh, little uh, bit, yeah, well, what's the one that goes? Uh, they ran me 10,000, I threw it like Brady. Brand new whip, got no keys. Tailor my coat, no starch, please. please. Uh, that's by... Uh, oh. Yes, uh, indeed. Yes, oh. indeed. But that's my little baby, though, technically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's cool. the Drake verse. I know. Okay. All right. Absolutely. We're going to hit on a little bit of baseball. We're going to hit the Stanley Cup a little bit, because I saved that for last, because I thought we were going to be drinking, and then it would be easier <laughs> to talk about. But we're not. So I'm going to start with some impressive baseball things that have been happening. Last week, Washington played San Diego, and they went... Back to back to back to back home runs. Holy crap. Four in a row? Four. It is on the Glory to the Game Twitter. Again, at Glory to the Game. If you want to see yeah. that, it shows every single hit. And right. they went on to win the game 5-2. to two. The real question is, how many pitches gave that up? One pitcher? Did they leave one I, pitcher in to give up four home runs? Yes, I'm pretty Holy sure. I, uh, I, the Red Sox did that, that against the Yankees like 10 years ago. I'm pretty, sure, I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it was the same pitcher who gave up all four home runs. Was, oh remember, I'll never forget that. It was Sunday Night Baseball. The Red Sox were losing 3 to nothing. They had four home runs in a row. And they went up four to three. After you give up the fourth one, does the pitcher just walk himself off the mound? Yeah. Just, Did you, I think well, that's the appropriate situation. The were you uh, were you watching the Red Sox game just the other night? They didn't hit four in a row. They didn't hit four in a row, but the Red Sox had six home runs against the Orioles the other night, and they hit like three, yeah. three out of four Wasn't batters it? in their lineup hit a home run. Yeah. I remember I put the game on, and I was like, oh, I, I was like, I saw that, you know, I had already seen, saw that like Martinez hit a home run or whatever, and I flipped it on, and it was like Vasquez, Chavis, and Martinez, all like three out of four. They just like yeah, all of them were bombs too. I was like, Jesus Christ. They, they somebody ate the their Wheaties ball. this morning. Yeah, right? That's be- it's a beautiful sight to see. It's like you're like, am I really seeing this? Also, the Yankees mm-hmm. just acquired. Uh-oh. You know who? Ed- Edwin, Edwin and Carnacion. From the Marlins. As if they need another Mariners. Was it the Mariners? It was Mariners, yeah. I, wasn't even, I, I didn't even know he was on the Mariners. I, for some reason, thought he was still on the uh, Indians or something. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because then that I realized last night I was watching baseball, which was crazy, and then I saw Panda on <laughs> the <laughs> on the you guys Padres. Know baseball thing? I didn't know Panda was on the Padres, and I was like, oh, well, on the Padres, there he is. Really? Is he? Uh, not on the Padres, on the Giants. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That fuck. didn't sound right. I, he got hurt. He literally got hurt in the, while I was watching him. I'm not surprised. I'll never forget when he swung the bat so hard his belt popped. <laughs> Fat bastard. I'm pretty sure we're still paying him too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Um, also, I don't know if you guys are into college sports so much. I tried to get into them a little bit more. The College World Series is currently going on, and you have Michigan just is um, in the in the final, uh, not the final round. The they just beat um, Florida State, and now Florida State's playing Texas Tech to see who plays Michigan. Vanderbilt is in it, which they look really nasty. Um, Mississippi State. Vanderbilt won. Ugh. They won recently, I think. That's so. Oh no, wait. Uh, Oregon State won last year. Sorry. Good. So they beat um, Arkansas, and then Mississippi State was in the semifinals last year. So that should be interesting. There's been a lot of good um, plays 
college baseball, I think, is one of the many college sports that I think is they take really seriously and that they play really well. And then the women's softball World Series happened, and that game was crazy. The final or the tournament? The final. The tournament was pretty crazy. I think softball is interesting because I never played it, Mm -hmm. but I always loved watching it. Um, UCLA beat Oklahoma 5-4 on a walk-off single to left field. That brought the second base runner in, and they went crazy. A woman in, um, in sports who commentates on a lot of the games, Jessica Mendoza. She uh, is ESPN with Alex Rodriguez. They always are mm-hmm. on call together. Um, yeah. She was big on promoting this, which was cool. And I think it got, I don't even remember seeing Softball World Series like in my radar in like the past years. So I thought that was cool that everyone got hyped for that. ESPN likes Absolutely. to hype up these sports, and I'm all here for it. They yeah. were built on these NCAA uh, broadcasts. So it's interesting to see it come to um, – come to light recently and then they also the MLB draft just happened do you guys do you guys follow the MLB draft I wasn't so big on the MLB draft but I didn't watch it MLB draft I I don't really pay attention to it most of the guys that have taken don't even show up in the big leagues for another three years or something yeah they go to farm and then you're like hello welcome back the only drafts that have any really immediate impacts on teams are the NFL and the NBA yeah Yeah, it's hard to get excited about a guy who's going to play single A ball for the next three years yeah because you you got the single the triple the farm teams and it's like it's 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 exciting because any draft you can you're like oh go into the big time leagues and mm, then all of a yeah. sudden you're going to the big show no you're not <laughs> not yet well, well in a way it's prove good yourself too. I mean, they have the best kind of developmental system it doesn't hurry guys along but I mean as far as kind of fan fan interest in engaging guys from from guys being drafted that's where it kind of falls off whereas the NFL NBA people like engage in the drafts and make it kind of a thing like when the NBA draft come up on Thursday like I'm gonna kick back and watch the whole thing whereas the MLB draft it's like, like I'll. Let me know when the guys make it to the majors, and we'll take it from there, basically. And it's exciting, because, like, Chavez, like, he's a, one of our farm leaguers, and, like, yeah. it's exciting to see these people come up. Who else was it? Um, Moreland was yeah. coming up, and yeah. they've turned into these really awesome yeah, players yeah. for the teams, and you see it in all the other teams as well. Benintendi, I think, was it. Benintendi was – I remember Bogarts seeing – I remember hearing Bradley. about Benintendi's drafts, and then he showed up in the on the team the next year, and I yeah. was like, oh, okay. You're like, hello, welcome to the team, and welcome to the show. He's getting a little toasty in there. He is, yeah. He didn't get thrown out the other game or something. But show, oh my god, I always pronounce his Otani. I'm gonna show 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 Otani. Otani. And Cleveland's Jake Bauer bat for cycles last week. That is like the new thing. I'm telling you, it was impressive. I think Otani is just also all because you know he's in the NL, so he can. He's a pitcher. Yes, he's he plays for the Angels. Yeah, they're in the AL, aren't they? Oh, they are. A- Angels yeah. are American League. Yeah. Okay, so, so but he does he does pitch and so I, that's what I was he ask. does play. But I know he he does pitch. I think he sometimes he bats on the days where he's not pitching. So, okay, um, so which is so cool. I love the utility. Right. Like I'm all for it. That, that's yeah. what I was gonna ask you guys. Is he back to pitching again? Because I knew like he got hurt he, or something yeah, at the beginning of the season. And he wasn't pitching. Or maybe something Tommy like that. John surgery. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year though, I think. I think it was the end of because they they acquired him. Everyone was so excited, and then he got hurt. I'm that's still, what I I'm still in the process. I'm still in the process of uh, like catching up on everything that's been going on with baseball because obviously the focus of the last two months has been the Bruins. Yeah, um, I know. That's why I was like, we need to wait until everything's over so we yeah. can like just, get yeah, into it, this. Yeah, there's just so much going on. Well, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I was uh, just uh, yeah, I've just been recently like the Red Sox are now six games over 500 for the first time this season. Uh, they're only like Impressive. I think four and a half, five games back of the Yankees. Um, if they can just close that gap a little bit. And, 
and come back from the All-Star break. I think they have a big series against the Yankees like immediately after the All-Star break. Yes, if they can July close it, uh, They're playing in London, I think. Uh, I think that's the London oh. series. Oh, and, oh uh, beautiful. Yeah, so I think if they can close the gap, they can get the gap down to like three games yeah. and, you know, head into that Yankee series right after the – you know, um, the rest of the – one thing I do know is the rest of the competition for playoff spots this year is not that – there's not a vast – you know, the, even though the Red Sox are not playing up to the potential that we want them to, they're still in the conversation. They're still at least in the wild yeah, card conversation. Yeah, their 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 motion, like their mo- momentum, is good. I think because everyone counted them out when they were like sucking in the beginning, and I was like, just let them, just let them breathe. They yeah, just I said won. the whole time. It's just like, won. dude, Come it's on. only April. And yeah. Some people are like, well, these wins matter. I'm like, no, they don't, no, man. They like, really don't. Like, that's why the Yankees are in first yeah. right now. Come everyone on. go look at the freaking Blues, who in January were the right. worst team in the league, and they just won the championship. You so. just perfectly segued into what we're going to talk about. Look at that. It's the Stanley Cup final. Oh, natural. Oh, natural. It happens. We're going to have to make this as smooth as possible, guys, because watching that last series was painful. I was at a game. Which game did you go to? Well, actually, I was going to say it doesn't matter. They lost every yeah. freaking game at yeah, home. Exactly. Except exactly. One. They played a hell of a game when I was there. I, I, start, I turned to my dad, who I was with, and I said, you know what? I'm really pissed they lost, but they played s- such a good game. It, and not just for this last series, but everyone, the past three series for the Bruin this um, season, they played so many good games, so many good series, yeah, and, like was, just good it's, hockey. It's, it's, Same with um, the NBA. It was well, good. It finals, wasn't, yes, the, like, um, the I want to say the Super Bowl The NBA was, Finals had a good, uh, sorry, the, the NBA Finals had a good feeling to it because it was, seems for the first time in the last four years, you're like, you weren't sure which team was going to win. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just that, that's the only thing that sucks about the NBA is that so often it's just like, it's so obvious which team is going to win the championship. Right. And yeah. you need an injury to like knock the, level, the, playing, the playing field down a little bit. And uh, it kind of shook Hockey, it's so much different. Hockey, it's like you honestly know. It's like who Love the hell hockey. is – You know, it's like we've actually seen in this decade, we've seen an eight seed in hockey win the Stanley Cup. And we've seen two teams come back from 0-3 down and win the series. Yeah. Hockey's just so unpredictable. Congratulations to the St. Louis Blues. They deserve it. It's a hell of a story. History was made yeah, history, in Boston. Right. You know, <laughs> and uh, it's – You're welcome. It, it really is a historic – just to say that, you know, and for them to win their first Stanley Cup – in what 50 years and first Stanley Cup ever, and uh, to be the literally the dead last team in the NHL halfway through the season that's that's a historic run. And they they showed it, man. They played the Bruins, didn't they? The Bruins looked like they didn't take the Blues seriously, yeah. And I uh, agree, you know, the, the Blues looked like the more hungry team, yeah. You know, can't win them all. We've seen yeah. plenty of championships this year. Would have been nice for uh, Bergeron and them, Bergeron and the crew, to get another cup for them. Ugh, poor but. Chara. That's all I'm thinking through. Yeah, this poor Chara, man. Last couple yeah. of games, he would he would play with that cage on his face mm-hmm. and his jaw wired yeah. shut. He, he said he, he is that man. He said who's man's? <laughs> he said uh, Chara said in his like exit interview that the game that he got the hit in the jaw, game four. When he came back out to the bench, but they wouldn't let him play, he said if one if another one of the defensemen went down, he would have been like, "Screw you guys, I'm playing." Yeah. So Char's Char's you know. a beast. Yeah, Char's a beast. You got to respect everyone. The list of injuries that come out after the Stanley Cup Finals is oh, ridiculous. Oh God! Uh, we were sure banged up. Yeah, Every, of course. Oh, they well, they play. Apparently, they like to play the dirty cracked game. Cracked sternums, broken ribs, like you know no all that stuff. I remember but, after the 13, Bergeron came out. He played like basically the whole playoff round with a punctured lung. Mm-hmm. And it's just, How, yeah. Oh my gosh, that just How hurts do you do me. That? Like, yeah, you especially with such a, a game like hockey that just it's so much cardio, and it, like with a, something puncturing your lung. It's and these guys, so are, NHL stats, players, are warriors. Yeah. So much like so much happens, and I think I 
I really started to like veer towards hockey this um, postseason, and I really like I didn't not that I didn't like hockey before I really mm-hmm. do, but it's just it's a hell of a game. Yeah, it's especially an the, playoff, the playoffs too. No matter the play, you can watch an NHL playoff game and not have a horse in the race and still be entertained. Mm-hmm. The crowd is always into it. When you get a nice a, a place like St. Louis where they really are now they only have the Blues and the Cardinals, and again. As, as passionate as Cardinals fans are, it's still May. You know, Jason so, Tatum, St. Louis yeah, fan. Yeah, uh, speaking of, real quick, too, all the, all the idiot Celtics fans giving shit to Jason Tatum. The guy's from St. Louis. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you expect? Exactly. To just drop all allegiances? You guys all look at Celtics for the same reason why he likes the Cardinals. Yeah, seriously. So give him a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, I support that. it. And then we got a. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne came out of the woodworks being a Blues fan. Oh, Did he? Really? Andy Cohen <laughs> Whoa, supporting hilarious. the Blues. And John Hamm, obviously, he I, was pretty vocal about that. I, but I think they John all, Hamm's from St. Louis. He is from St. Yeah, Louis, yeah. so he was back there. Andy Cohen. Our poor um, John Krasinski. He, did you see his you, – everyone must have seen this. It's He posted a video before the last game. He was him. with Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I stand John Krasinski. I was just, I'm, I'm currently, I'm like, The Office is always, it, The Office is just that show when I'm just like, if I'm working on stuff in the house, and like, I'll just toss it on. That show's so funny. You just laugh every time. Yeah. It's the most beautiful I, I, thing. It's, it's so hard to pick a favorite character. There's oh, so many yeah. Different, yeah. There's so many different great ones. And then you got, um, no. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. She was obviously a blues fan. That yeah. showed up. It was just funny seeing all these people. Like, they were, Andy Cohen was in they Boston. It, I wish they could have gotten them to at a game together. Yes. Uh, that would have been beautiful. Fisher, that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hell of a goalie competition in that yeah. that series. Yeah, no. yeah, Kid Bennington, something else. He is. There was a, he kind of like after that first period where like the Bruins were just going at him with the first like, rela- period of relentless the last game. in game in game seven. Yeah, the yeah. Bruins were just relentless in the first period. And they couldn't get anything past him. I was like, this doesn't look good. Yeah, yeah, the guy that, plays, You can tell he plays ass off, and for everything, everyone wants to criticize Tukarask now. Before the game, I just remember thinking, boy, he looks fucking ready. Yeah, and I mean. It, the Blues got what four four shots off, and they got two goals. And the Bruins had 15 shots, and they couldn't get anything going. So Doesn't I mean, bode well for Tuka Rass, though. I said that immediately no. after the game. And uh, two of my buddies who are huge Tuka, the Tuka stands, they're flipping out at me at the bar. I was like, dude, listen. It's like I know Tuka Rass is a good goalie, but I mean, like in these big moments when you need him, he seems to always shit his pants yeah. at home in the playoffs. And if you go down, the, if you go down the list, so they won the Stanley Cup in 2011. This is the big argument I had. Like he's, I was like, he's not a Stanley Cup winning goalie. Like, he won the Stanley Cup in 2011. I was like, yeah, as a backup. He didn't play a single minute in the playoffs. That was right. Tim Thomas's team. Yeah. So that's like literally saying that's like literally saying how nasty Brian Hoyer is because he's won two Super Bowls. <laughs> exactly. So He's on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if you go down the list, so they won the Cup in 2011. 2012, it's, it's Tuka's team. First round, Game 7, at home, loss. 2013, Game 6, you need to win to force Game 7, at home, Stanley Cup final, loss. 2014, they win the President's Trophy. Game 7, at home, second round, loss. 2015, missed the playoffs. 2016, missed the playoffs. 2017, I think it was game six at home, loss. Uh, 2018, uh, game five? No, 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 they lost in Tampa last year, so I want that, but still, loss. This year, game seven, Stanley Cup final at home, loss. Like, you know, it's, it doesn't bode well for the, yeah. for the Tuca narrative. But in clutch situations. Exactly, yeah. Really when, you need him to, when you need him the most, he doesn't seem to show up. It seems both of them have their moments where they were either completely switched on 100% or they were, like, missing It was almost too good to be true. It was almost shots. too good to be true. I've always been one to criticize Tuka Rask, and I, I had said, it, it's, it was, like I said, it was almost too good to be true. I was like, just one more game, man. That's all one you more, need to do, just exactly. one more game. Yeah. He didn't play well. But I'm not gonna put the blame that uh, I'm not gonna put all the blame on him. I mean, oh, absolutely not. Line, it was more so the produce, offense, and, yeah. I 100. percent And they just said that they're looking into getting a, 
a top tier forward or something, which is okay. That's fine because we need the goals. Like the thing was, the thing throughout this whole season was they were taking the shots on net. They had so many shots on net compared to either teams. They just were exactly at the goalie or they were just crap shots. They were just shooting it. So it was a combo of things. Nonetheless, they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. That's it. They got that far, you know. And And that's with all these – okay, we're from Boston, so we're obviously a little spoiled. But that's – everyone from here is so, so, so um, tough on our teams. They're always making it to the playoffs. Like, how can you be mad at that? Uh, we hold them to a high caliber, but we hold like, them to a championship standard. So, like a lot of places where you know a lot of cities, they have teams that haven't made the playoffs in 15 years, like the Bills. You know, when they finally made the playoffs and they only scored three points, right? But people are like, I'm still happy they won the made the <laughs> they made the playoffs. And uh, you know, here we've had so much success, we have a different standard. So. Exactly, it's it's first, a good standard and, for us to hold other teams to. First and second round exits are not uh, are not tolerable. And that, but that's when you um you appreciate other teams that's why like we love sports so much that you appreciate the other teams always always love love a good story story. and this was absolutely one of them congrats to the st louis blues and that beautiful girl layla got to see her team make history yeah that was she was was there and she got to kiss the stanley cup it was a really nice story i remember seeing the video of her finding out that she was getting to go to boston for game seven to her crying i was like all right i gotta turn this off you're like i'm gonna start crying i was like seriously i was like who's cutting cutting onions in here yeah (laughs) you're like i still want the bruins to win and then you're like no that was no it was it was cool seeing i guess you could say that was the third reason i'm glad the bruins didn't win one, I didn't pay money for the ticket. Two, I didn't have to work the parade. Three, that girl got to have her moment. So. Yeah. Right. We love that. We love sports moments here. And we've talked about quite a few of them. I think this is a good point to say goodbye because we talked about everything. I think we talked about most things. And then we got to leave some for the next episode. We do. Right. We got to leave some. We'll That's probably it. talk NHL and continuing uh, maybe a recap on the NBA season um 2019 baseball and there's going to be a wimbledon a british open for all those people who love golf sidebar i was in a restaurant and the u.s open was happening it was over all the rounds were finished this guy comes up as espn is on he goes excuse me can you please change it to the u.s open and as i'm watching this like show and i'm like dude it's over I didn't even say that. And they turned it to, and it was just post game cover post coverage. I was like, I'm so. I, over see, you. I would have straight up told the guy, I'd be like, dude, this, it's literally the game's over. It's just post game stuff. I was with my mother, so I was like, she, small she Italian Sicilian that. woman would not like me swearing at a man. <laughs> but we'll do the upcoming football season and maybe the Tour de France because everyone seems to like that too. Yeah. But that will be on the next episode. Um, again, thank you to my co-hosts for joining me on the first episode. Thanks for having us. Again, yeah, where can they find your podcast? At Instagram, it's at Big Three Weekly Podcast. And on Spotify and on SoundCloud, it's the Big Three Weekly Podcast. And you can get us on Twitter at Big Three W. Sorry, a bunch of different handles. Oh, I like that. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. And this is Glory to the Game again. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Glory to the Game. And we will see you next time.